Today uh, is such a special day. We get to be together as a North to celebrate God, to celebrate the faithfulness of God. I love when we're together. I love hearing us sing to God in both languages. It's such an important thing to God for people to hear the good news in their native language. In Acts chapter 2, as the first message of the resurrected Lord is preached, it was important for the Holy Spirit to communicate that message in all languages. In fact, the reason the people run to the apostles, it says there, we hear you declaring the wonders of God in our native language. And so today we participate in those values of God. Not to communicate language through a translation device. Though there's time and a season for that. But to instead to celebrate language publicly as God does. Amen? Hoy es un día tan especial porque podemos celebrar los valores de Dios, los valores del lenguaje, la importancia que es para Dios el poder transmitir el lenguaje. La mayoría de nosotros somos bilingües, lo, lo aceptemos o no, pero es diferente cuando tienes que hablar cosas del corazón y profundo, te sale el español, ¿no? Today we're going to be talking about God's, God's desires. In the Spanish ministry, we've been in the Gospel of John uh, for the last six months. Vamos a hablar de los deseos de Dios. Como hemos estado en este mundo del Evangelio de Dios, los deseos de Dios son tan explícitos y tan importantes para que nosotros podamos entender. You know, one of the themes in the Gospel of John is for us to be able to fully grasp the desires of God. In the Gospel of John, desires are very important. Maybe more than actions. Because if you have the right desires, the actions fall into place. And so we, we're going to see today the desires of God in the gospel of John. Vamos a ver los deseos de Dios en el evangelio de Juan. The gospel of John is full of all of this beautiful imagery. And it's very different than all the other gospels. Can we dive deep here for a little bit? In the other three Gospels, it is revealed who Jesus is towards the end of the Gospel. At the cross, there's aha moments. Surely this is the Son of God. In resurrection, eyes are opened, minds are open. It's revealed who Jesus was all along. But in the Gospel of John, 
There is no mystery to who Jesus is. Because in chapter 1, it tells us explicitly who Jesus is. The work of the gospel of John for us as readers, as audience, as followers, as believers, is for us to walk with Jesus, us knowing who Jesus is, and as people interact with Jesus, they'll either respond to Jesus or reject Jesus, and they become examples for us. Models, are we rejecting Jesus the way this person rejected Jesus? Am I recognizing and accepting Jesus the way this person is accepting Jesus? And so we have this beautiful journey that helps us tune into God's desires. Amen? Como hemos hablado en el mundo de Juan, vemos cómo los deseos son, son tan importantes. Desde el principio sabemos quién es, quién es Jesús. Y toda interacción con una persona o con un grupo nos dice cómo responder a Jesús. Another thing that is really obvious in the Gospel of John is that every time a person or a group interact with Jesus, Two things are revealed. One, that person in that group already has faith. And Jesus doesn't condemn that faith. Jesus meets them where they're at and then calls them to the faith that God desires. So we see a Jesus that's not walking around just proving people wrong. We see a Jesus who's walking around meeting people where they're at explaining, teaching, persuading, demonstrating that the faith they have is good but not complete. And so they have to choose, do I keep the faith that I have, my values, my traditions, or do I take the faith that Jesus desires? Are you with me right here? Can you think of an example? Like the Samaritan woman, Jesus doesn't condemn her faith because you guys believe in this mountain worship. Really, it's coming from this mountain, but there's a third mountain. And so he's constantly moving people into the faith that God desires. Is that not true about us? Is God not constantly at work in our lives trying to move us from assumptions and labels? from numbness and religiosity into a living relationship with the living, present God. So in many ways, we're living out the gospel of John. En el mundo de Juan, toda persona, todo grupo interactúa con Jesús, se revela que tienen fe, y Jesús honra su fe, pero los llama a tener la fe que verdaderamente desea. Dios. Y todos nosotros tenemos que elegir, me quedo con la fe de mi tradición o acepto, reconozco la fe que Jesús desea. So what we're going to do right now is going to do a, a quick run through of some themes of God's desires in the Gospel of John. Vamos a ver unos ejemplos rápidamente sobre los deseos de Dios en el Evangelio de Juan. 
In Juan 3, versículo 17. Sorry, this should be John 1, verse uh, 38. Jesús pregunta en el capítulo 1, está mala la escritura. Dice, ¿qué buscas? Jesús se volvió y al ver que lo seguían, les preguntó, ¿qué buscan? It's actually John chapter 1. The first question that Jesus asked in the gospel of John is, what do you want? In Spanish is, ¿qué buscas? What do you want? The literal translation is, ¿qué quieres? Sounds rude in Spanish. The literal translation of ¿qué buscas? in English is, what are you looking for? So, what do you want can sound rude. There's a lot of negative association with that question. What do you want? Can you try to make that sound nice? What do you want? What do you want? It just sounds rude and cold, right? So we can ask it in Spanish. ¿Qué buscas? ¿Qué buscas? What are you looking for? Another theme in the Gospel of John is the tone of Jesus' words. You see, all of our life growing up in church, and I'm at fault as a preacher, we have projected our tone to Jesus. And so we, at some times, can have an irritated, impatient tone that we give to the Lord. But if we're able to erase all of that and allow ourselves to read and wonder, I wonder what was the tone when he said this? Because we hear the Gospel of John quoted, I am the truth, the, in, a, in kind of a prideful, arrogant, debate mode sort of tone. But when you read it in the context, it was a different kind of tone. It was a tone of invitation. It was a tone of compassion. It was a tone of connection. And so the Gospel of John should, if we read it well, recover for us God's desires and God's tone. Una de las cosas que hemos hablado, no frecuentemente le damos, le proyectamos nuestro tono de irritación a Jesús. Y todos hemos sido víctimas de ese tono y también culpables de darle un tono a Jesús. Pero el tono de Jesús es un tono de invitación, es un tono de conexión, es un tono de enseñanza, no un tono irritado. And this is important because sometimes we can pass that on to our children. A God that just wants you to obey, submit, Trust, surrender, behave. <laughs> Yet we see Jesus being okay with people not getting it, but he's going to come back around again. Vemos al Jesús que cuando la gente no lo entiende, él se va, no rechazando, pero dándole un espacio porque va a regresar. Otra vez. Go to the next slide. 
So that was the first question. Esa fue la primera pregunta que buscas. What are you looking for? And if we go to the end of the Gospel of John, si vamos al final del Evangelio de Juan, hay otra pregunta. There's another question, and the question is, do you love me? There's over 52 questions that Jesus asked in the that is asking in the Gospel of John. Hay más de 50 preguntas que Jesús pregunta en el Evangelio de Juan. Those are all intentional questions written in order to communicate something. Todas esas preguntas son intencionales en orden, en consecuencia, para comunicar algo. And so, can we go to the next slide? So we see from first creation, what are you looking for? The primera creación que buscas. Post-resurrection, después de la resurrección, new creation, nueva creación, do you love me? And so in some ways, Jesus is asking in the first question, está preguntando en la primera pregunta, do you love me? Or what do you love? Because what you love is who you are. What you desire is who you are. Now, the great thing, if the desires aren't lined up with God, the Gospel of John should be forming and lining up your desires. Entonces, la primera pregunta es, ¿qué deseas? Es preguntar, o ¿qué buscas? Es preguntar, ¿qué amas? Porque a qué amamos es quien somos. Y si nuestros deseos no están correctos, la interacción con Jesús en el Evangelio de Juan nos va a formar mejores deseos. So, ¿qué buscas? What are you looking for? Do you love me? Me amas. But in between those two questions, en medio de esas dos preguntas, there's a consistent encounter with people and groups to help us have the desires that God has. En medio de estas dos preguntas están las interacciones con gente y personas para tener los deseos que Dios tiene. So right now, you and I, we're in between these two questions. Actualmente, ahorita estamos en medio de estas dos preguntas. And so, the first question displays that God actually cares what we desire. He's interested in what we desire. And so there's a posture here where Jesus says, hey, they're like, where are you staying? They're like, come to my place. And they stayed there the whole day. And they probably sat down and just connected. Probably symbolic that it says that day they stayed with him. Probably means that's the beginning of their belief. Entonces Jesús los invita y se quedan y se sientan con él. So God is interested. What do you want? What are you feeling? What do you care for? What do you desire? So whether we believe or not fully yet, we can all understand and agree there's a God who meets us where we're at and invites us to be part of the relationship. He doesn't say, you need to believe this or else. Better think about it. 
Life ain't forever. That's not his tone. What do you want is such a profound quote. What do you desire? Se sienta Jesús y les pregunta qué desean. Toma su tiempo demostrándonos el respeto que nos tiene Dios, que nos incluye en la relación. No simplemente nos dice qué creer. La primera pregunta es qué creemos, qué deseamos. Vemos el, el Dios humilde y respetuoso. Isn't that awesome? And then he walks with these guys. Once he's raised from the dead, he sits with them, with them again. Talks to Peter specifically, but they're all listening. Do you, do you love me? There wasn't a command, there was a question. He didn't give them a commission, he gave them an invitation. Are you, are we going to have a relationship for the rest of our time here? And I find that beautiful. Because now Peter can answer that question, not based on some abstract belief, but on the actual encounters and relationships and teachings and life and example of Jesus. Pedro ahora puede responder esa pregunta no basado en una doctrina, pero basado en las interacciones, enseñanza y ejemplo y relación que ha tenido con Jesús. So we find in John the intentional, the intentionality of God who pre-resurrection is asking profound questions. Post-resurrection is asking profound questions. And so now they have all the information they need to to be able to answer that question. El Dios que nos pregunta antes de resurrección, una pregunta tan profunda, pero después de resurrección, otra profunda, muy, una, otra pregunta muy profunda. And that's beautiful. Now we're in John chapter 3. Let's, let's run through some of these things. <clears throat> For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Dios no envió a su hijo al mundo para condenar el mundo, sino para salvarlo por medio de él. Una de las escrituras más citadas y la mayoría del la mayoría del tiempo que es citada es con un tono de condenación. Sin embargo, el tono de Dios aquí, el deseo de Dios es invitación. One of the most quoted scriptures in the world, but often quoted with a condemnation tone, with a with a threat kind of tone. There's no threat here. There's an invitation. And so from the beginning, Gospel of John is it's clearly showing us that God desires salvation, not condemnation. Desde el principio vemos el deseo de Dios que desea salvación, no condenación. We go to the next slide. In John chapter 10, Jesus says this. The reason the Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I receive from my Father. What desires are displayed 
here? What desires are communicated here? Jesús dice, por eso me ama el Padre, porque entrego mi vida para volver a recibirla. Nadie me la arrebata, sino que yo la entrego por mi propia voluntad. Tengo autoridad para entregarla y tengo también autoridad para volver a recibirla. Este es el mandamiento que recibí de mi Padre. ¿Qué deseos vemos aquí? Another unique theme, focus in the Gospel of John that's connected to desires is that in the Gospel of John, no one, as Jesus says, takes his life. So the dominant image for us of Jesus taking the cross is Matthew 26. Beautiful passage. Has meant so much to so many of us. And the Bible's not comparing which one's better. It's just giving us different angles of the cross. You with me right here? That's hard for us to think because we think this is right, this is wrong. There's only two. There's four gospels for a reason. There's different beautiful dynamics of the cross. So this is important because we're going to need the Garden of Gethsemane image. But we also need this image where the desire of Jesus is to take the cross, is to give of God's self for the salvation of the world. In the Gospel of John, there's no obligation of, oh, you guys messed up, all right, I, gotta, I guess I got to go there to save you. How can we feel that about God sometimes? He came out of irritation and necessity. But John is saying, I came because I desire connection and salvation. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not recognize him. Yet God does not give up. He keeps going. Vemos aquí una imagen de un Dios que desea salvación. La imagen dominante de la cruz es el garden de Getsenami, que es algo fenomenal y, 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 y bello, que nos ha conmovido, que lo necesitamos, pero también tenemos que hacer espacio para esta imagen del Jesús que no tiene miedo, que no se siente obligado o forzado, pero que desea tomar la cruz para salvar el mundo. Another image. El ju uh, I'm reading Spanish. El juicio de este mundo ha llegado ya. Y el príncipe de este mundo ya va a ser expulsado. Pero yo, cuando sea levantado de la tierra, atraeré a todos a mí mismo. Con esto, estaba Jesús so he says here, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. Ven los deseos de Dios aquí. You see the desires of God here. Ahora está poniendo el deseo de Dios en contraste con el deseo del príncipe. God is contrasting the desires of the prince of this world with God's own desires. The desires of the prince, los deseos del príncipe de este mundo, es que 
consumir. The desires of the prince of this world is to consume, to steal, kill, to destroy. No grace, no mercy, all condemnation. So the prince is driven out not by being condemned, but by God's love. So now we have the prince who consumes and the God who gives of God's self. We have the selfishness and greed of the prince and the generosity, the sacrifice, the sacrificial love of God. Vemos ese contraste del príncipe que consume, que tiene envidia, que quiere matar y robar, al contraste del Dios que ofrece, que da. And so this is important for us because I think our Christianity, I think God's doing something all over the world, all over Christian churches. I think one of those things is that he is healing for us incomplete images of God, out of tune tones, <laughs> with the healthier image of God, with the clearer voice and tone of God. Creo que Dios está restaurando y haciendo un trabajo en todas las iglesias en el cristianismo, restaurando nuestra imagen de Dios, pero también el tono de Dios. And so we see here, we hear the desire of Jesus that's not upset because of your sin. We don't hear the father upset because of your sin. We hear the father desiring salvation, drawing people to a new way of self-emptying love. El Dios que nos invita no a consumir, pero a participar en la vida y misión de Dios. Let's go to the next slide. So we come to the cross. Llegamos a la cruz. We'll take communion in a second. Vamos a tomar comunión. And so Jesus is here at the cross. Jesús está aquí en la cruz. Yes, he's in pain. Yes, he's in agony. John doesn't get into that context because he's telling you something that he wants you to hear in a very clear way. Si hay dolor, si hay agonía, pero Juan no se mete en esos detalles porque nos está comunicando algo diferente. And so as Jesus is on the cross, Jesus is described fully aware, fully in control, because no one takes his life, he gives it up. Jesús es describido totalmente consciente y totalmente en control, porque nadie le quita la vida, él entrega su vida. And so it says, later, knowing that everything had now been finished. And so that scripture will be fulfilled. Jesus said, I am thirsty. Después de esto, como Jesús sabía que ya todo había terminado y para que se cumplieran las escrituras, dijo, tengo sed. So we've said God's desires and then our desires. Hemos dicho los deseos de Dios y nuestros deseos. It's easy to say, well, that's our God's desires. I mean, I'm just human. 
Es fácil decir, bueno, esos son los deseos de Dios, yo solo soy humano. But we also see the humanity of Jesus. Aquí también vemos la humanidad de Jesús. Which tells us something more about God's desires. That he desires so much, there's an incarnation. There's becoming one of us. Que nos ama tanto, nos desea tanto, que hay una encarnación haciéndose uno de nosotros. And so here at the cross, in the weakness point, we are described the human hearts, the human qualities of Jesus. Vemos aquí en un lugar tan vulnerable las cualidades humanas de Jesús. What does he say? That's human. I'm thirsty. ¿Qué dice que es humano? Tengo sed. Some of us are thirsty right now because we just had too much coffee. Time for water. Yo le puse otro shot a mi cortadito y necesito agua ahorita. Earlier in John chapter 4, he says, I am the living water. Había dicho en Juan 4, yo soy el agua viva. Y ahora, and now he's saying, I am thirsty. Now he's, ahora está diciendo, tengo sed. So which is it? Are you living water? The living God? Or are you thirsty? A human being. Entonces, ¿cuál es? ¿Eres un humano que tiene sed? ¿O eres el Dios de agua viva? The answer, yes, yes which displays the desire of God to save, to be like you, to relate to you, to connect with you at a human level. What's the deep, one of the deepest forms of human level? Your desires. So God humbles himself, comes to us, human, fully human, fully, fully God, to talk about our desires our drives, our longings. Isn't that beautiful? Los deseos de Dios. Hacerse humano. Para conectarse a un nivel tan humano como que los deseos. And all of us will make decisions this week based on our desires. We've made decisions up to this point in our lives based on our desires. And sometimes desires have just kind of been played with evil desires. There is that. Those are explicit. Those are clear. Take those serious for sure. Those are the prince desires. But then there's godly desires. You see, hay deseos pecaminosos, que son obvios y explícitos, y tenemos que tener mucho cuidado de ellos nos pueden formar y manipular nuestra humanidad, nuestro ser. Tiene que haber ahí convicción. Pero también hay deseos buenos. All of you desire God all the time. Todos ustedes desean a Dios todo el tiempo. All of us desire God all the time. Todos deseamos a Dios todo el tiempo. The challenge is we don't always have practices that strengthen those desires. Sometimes we have practices that weaken the God desires. What do you think those are for you? What are practices that would strengthen your God desires? And what are practices that would weaken 
your God desire. Todos tenemos prácticas que nos forman nuestros deseos de Dios o debilitan nuestro deseo por Dios. Pero los invito a, a analizar, a reflexionar cuáles son las prácticas que fortalecen tus deseos de Dios y cuáles son las prácticas que debilitan tu deseo por Dios. Can you do me a favor? Can you identify one practice that forms godly desires and one practice in your life that weakens your godly desires? Can you do that for me? Can you think about that? Can you hold on to those? ¿Me pueden hacer un favor? ¿Pueden identificar una práctica que forma deseos espirituales en tu vida? Algo que haces. Y una práctica que debilita tus deseos. ¿Pueden, pueden identificarlo, por favor? Because it'd be easy for me to say, here's what you need to do. But you know you. God knows you. You know God. What's one desire? One practice that would form spirituality. One practice that would weaken. Yo les puedo decir qué prácticas hacer, pero ustedes se conocen a sí mismos. Ustedes conocen a Dios y desean a Dios. Ustedes identifiquen qué práctica ponerla y qué práctica dejarla. So Jesus, fully God, fully human. Can we go back? He then says, it is finished. Jesús, totalmente Dios, totalmente humano, dice, todo se ha cumplido. And because no one takes his life, but the God who desires salvation gives of God's self, it says with that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. No one takes it from him, but he has the authority to give it up and to raise it back up. All with the desire to save, not to condemn. So the cross in John, it's the intersection of our needs and our weaknesses and the desires of God. And so we look to the cross not to feel guilt, but to feel invited into the life of God. Entonces, la cruz no es un lugar para condenación, es la intersección de nuestras debilidades y necesidades y el deseo de Dios. Entonces, vemos a la cruz no para sentir culpa, pero para sentir inspiración. Que Dios desea una relación con nosotros. Can we go to the next slide? And so, we conclude here. First creation, the God who comes to us and sits with us cares for us and says, what are you looking for? And that's just not pre-Christian life. That's right now. That's a question for you right now. What do you desire? Deep down. Because we all complain. But deep down, there's a root of why you're complaining. We all blame, but deep down there's a root why you blame. We all filter what we say, but deep down there's a root why. And I don't think that's a desire 
to do something evil, I think that's a good desire. We just have bad practices. ¿Qué deseas ahorita actualmente? Todos nos quejamos, todos echamos culpa, todos filtramos lo que decimos, y a la raíz ahí está lo que deseas. Y no creo que es un deseo malo, es un deseo bueno con malas prácticas. You're here because you desire God. Estás aquí porque deseas a Dios. So let yourselves be invited. Déjense ser invitados. To put into practice. Practices that get you close to God. Déjense ser invitados. Ya están aquí. A poner prácticas que forman tus deseos. Because I believe all of us, deep down, desire. Sitting with Jesus. Answering this question. I think all of us have the same answer. It says, do you love me? Yes, Lord. I love you. Now, there's room there in our humanity to be like, oh, what happened was, but it's a little complicated. You ever, some of you are in that relationship. It's complicated. Pero todos tenemos esa humanidad en veces. Pero sinceramente creo que todos podemos dar la respuesta, dar esa respuesta a la pregunta, ¿me amas? Y todos diríamos, sí, Señor, te amamos. So if we have that desire, let's imitate Jesus, who isn't taking what he gives. Hay que imitar a Jesús. Nadie le quita la vida, él la entrega. So today, we can choose. I'm going to give my day to God. I'm going to give my attitude to God. I'm going to give my pain to God. I'm going to give my relationships to God. As we come back from teen camp, I want to give God a full chance to have a relationship with God. Todos podemos tomar decisiones de elegir a Dios. God desires you, meets you where you're at, and invites you deep into your being so that you can have confidence in answering the question, I love you. Dios es un Dios que se sienta con nosotros que nos pregunta lo profundo de nuestro ser y camina pacientemente con nosotros para que podamos responder con confianza que sí lo amamos. Let's go ahead and take communion together. As we open up that little cup, as we get out that wafer, as we take the juice and the bread, let's please remember that you are desired by God and you are invited to desire God like he desires you. What practice do you need to get rid of? What practice do you need to implement? Mientras tomamos comunión, recuerden que Dios los desea. Que Dios te desea a ti y tú puedes desear a Dios así como Él te desea. ¿Qué práctica vas a dejar? ¿Qué práctica vas a implementar? Vamos a orar. Dios, te damos gracias por como constantemente nos demuestras tu amor. Ayúdanos a poder reconocer tus deseos, a poder identificar nuestros deseos y elegir los deseos que tú tienes. God, we are so grateful that you constantly meet us where we're at. 
I pray we can identify our desires, that we can recognize your desires and choose practices that would lead us to answering that question with great joy, confidence, that we do love you. Te amamos Dios, te pedimos todo esto, Jesús. We pray this in Jesus' name.